back to Back Society, everyone. I'm here. I'm Jordan. I'm with my co-host, Scott. King Scott, by the way. And of course, Chris. King Scott? What the hell is I know that? this man's saying King Scott over here. Dude, that's my name, is King Scott. King Scott, he's trying to he's trying to like uh what it manifest his how many How many kings do you know? None. Except None? for me. Just you? Just me. I don't know. I'm, I think there's a king in Britain right now. Who? Yeah. There, is there a king or a queen? The queen no, died Charles, like a few months bro. ago, dude. There's a King Charles? Yeah. yeah why, why, what was the hype about the queen then? The queen's she dead. dead. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was the <laughs> hype, dude. But I mean, like, you, you never hear about the king. You always hear about the queen. Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, because she died. Because she died. She That's died. why you hear it. And then he it's, became king. Oh, dude, that she's what been happened? queen since, like, the like the 50s. Of course, it was big news when she, she was died. the longest reigning monarch of all time. So yeah, you get past. Hold on. Hold on. Because I'm confused because usually there's a king and a queen. But in this situation, no, 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 what, how, no it, that is not how it it's works. It's whoever in line. All right. It, it doesn't matter if it's male or female anymore. It's who's ever in line. Um, if there is if it's the next in line is the is a woman, then it's a queen and her king is the king consort. And then it's reversed on the other way. Oh, so whoever King Charles' always, wife is, is there are some console. weird exceptions to that. Because that's but I, for the most part. But I feel like that is weird though. So so this guy is a king now. Yeah, this this random guy. Yeah, they just picked him off. The yeah, street. this guy they found on the street. <laughs> How old is he? Princess Diana. This, this man He's is like, like seventy. <laughs> This dude ain't lasting. Uh, then once he dies, then we have like uh, King William. William, but but yeah. but my thing is my thing is is like what the, what is the significance of being a king or a queen in Britain? Because you're you're the figurehead, man. You're the guy people look up to. The, you make like radio broadcasts and shit. You're the head of state. You give you're good vibes. You give good vibes. Basically, that's what. Yeah, yeah. you like, and you uh, get to kick people out of the family. Yeah, and you get to tell people what to do. Kind of. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> you gotta worry. Your biggest job is public image. But but oh, that's that's what it is. Yeah. It's just public it's image, much, really. Your big. Your, can you break laws whenever you want? I mean, no sure. one's going to arrest you. Sure. I mean, do you want to be that oh, guy? So here's the thing, though. All the laws are written in their name. Wow. So like, like the king or queen doesn't have a passport because they issue all passports. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, dude. So, so somehow you have to marry into that family. So if I was a king over in Britain or England or whatever, and I was like, hey, I want to drive with a beer in my car, I'll be able to do that and get pulled over and everything would be okay. I mean, the tabloids would be on your ass, but like nothing's going A hundred percent, bro. Well, one, you'll be driving so slow because of all the motorcade in front of you. You ain't going nowhere, dude. <laughs> you'd be in that golden, like... king is driving. He'd be in like that golden carriage, you know, just be like... Yeah, you're right. What king is driving? So I'm just getting hammered in the backseat while my... That's a good question. Why my Uber know, driver Do they know how to driving? drive? <laughs> Probably not, but they I, issued their own I licenses, I think, right? If they they probably <laughs> issued their own driver's license. Just walk into the, the, DMV. the DMV. I issued my own driver's license. Thank you. And they're like, mm-hmm, sir, please go sit down. My <laughs> royal decree. Oh, my God. Like, yeah, we got Jesus over there, too. What <laughs> is does, does You does, are the head of the, you are head of the church, if too, you're, in England. Are you really? Yeah. yeah. You're head are you bigger than the Pope? There is, the Pope has There's no, no Pope. jurisdiction in England. Really? They're Protestant, which means they're a breakaway from Catholicism. They're they're Anglican. Oh, my God. So So you're the head of church. So you can show up to a church wasted and be like, bless you. You can tell me your sins, I guess. I could just flip off everybody. Yeah, because that's the word of God at that point. Oh, my God, bro. This is a cheat code. How do I get in? Uh, Be like Megan Merkel, I guess. Flip off everybody? (laughs) You can be like Meghan Merkel and just hit it big in TV and then find some woman, I guess. I think think big in TV is an overstatement. Look, she was in Scandal. That was our sister's favorite show for a while. I thought she was in Suits. She was in Suits. Yeah. She was not in Scandal. I thought she was in Scandal. I could have sworn she was. No, Scandal was a real show. No, Scandal was not a real show. I remember Jessica used to watch Scandal and she used to be like, come here, watch the show with me. And it was just like, Scandal. I saw it was like Days of Our Lives type shit. And I was yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> oh, with the president sleeping with the, the secretary. Oh, yeah, my I'm God. Just like, that's what the president does. That's just, like, that's I mean, I'm like, gonna lie. The first season of Scandal is not that bad. I, I <laughs> you were bored on base, sir. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. I mean, I might have been sitting in Korea and had nothing to do. But you know what? That ain't what I'm doing. That ain't <sighs> what I'm doing. All right. 
right, all right. But hold on though. If I was if I was the king of England, this is what I would do. I would have a cigar, and if anybody oh, made God. like, I would go into every situation possible. I would blow smoke in everybody's <laughs> face, flip them off, do whatever I want, and then go home and eat. I mean, and then I'm, you'd be the last monarch of, of England, bro. <laughs> they would just you overthrow you in Parliament. French Revolution. <laughs> they would just pass a law in Parliament, be like, "This this guy needs to go." What do you mean, the French Revolution? Literally, French Revolution do, revo- they don't literally. Do you are a rich man who has nothing to do but like serve his public image. That's all you have to do. Yeah, and and, and what I'm trying to say, you're basically the biggest landlord in England. That's exactly, all you are. and what I would say is, I would. Have a cigar. If somebody tried to talk to me, I'll blow smoke in their face, flip them off. Up, dude. Ah, yeah. dude, that's your yeah. subject, you dude. You're the long? father of these people, spiritually. This ain't the 1500s, son. Yeah, I know. Well, in the 1500s, you just get stabbed. Get poked. Yeah, by, by his brothers. <laughs> <son. laughs> bro- uh, I'll just be hater. like, oh, all the lords, we are overthrowing the current monarch. And they're like, yeah, this dude sucks. What? That's, For, that's if, pretty much what they did. Th- they just discovered one of the monarchs body i think it was like richard the third they just discovered him like like 10 years ago yeah in a parking lot jeez that is that is he died in the civil war some dude with tenuous fucking blood was just like you know what i think i'm king well what what what, if you were a king can you say war of the roses uh yeah uh it was the start of the tudor era what if oh yeah okay what if you were the king can you be like uh all right no taxes for this person then how the fuck are you going to pay for yourself you can't say if no you, taxes. Yeah. Taxes go to you, my guy. If you're a king, yeah. you want all the taxes. Yeah, taxes is your paycheck. That's the best part about being king. Oh, wow. Okay. So double taxes then. <laughs> and that's how you get revolution, <laughs> dude. Yeah. What? The, I'll find a balance. I'll be like, this year you got to pay double taxes. Next year. That's how you get no like tax. a Cromwell. No dude. taxes. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Dude? I think you're, you're like, the worst king ever. bro, you can do whatever you want. I think you were like Charles II in the past life, dude. Probably. <laughs> trying to pull that kind of shit. I'll be, if it's, I was a king, I would be like Genghis Kong, to be honest with you. I would just. Just 5,000 wives. Yep. 65,000 kids. <laughs> exactly. Just, just die choking on your own vomit. Taking over the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, his empire really lasted long, dude. <laughs> I mean, the man, like, what is it? Like, 5% of the world is, like, related to Genghis Khan in some way? I would yeah. be Genghis Khan and charge all, everybody triple taxes. Triple tax. You know, Genghis By Khan way, just slaughtered everybody. He yeah, didn't but, charge taxes. He exact, just slaughtered Exactly. People. I could say, hey, it's I could slaughter you. Really deep- Genghis Khan, so Gen- get it's, it right. <laughs> it's not even that. It's Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan, what? It doesn't matter. Genghis Khan, Genghis Khan. We know who we're talking about. It's either triple percent tax or you're getting slaughtered. Triple percent? Triple per- You know, Genghis Khan literally depopulated countries. Yeah, I know this. He would just throw heads at people. That's so that where populate them later, baby. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he pretty much did that, though. He pretty much just caused the swath of destruction. This dude was literally this, the second scourge of God after Attila. I would tell people, hey, bow down. I would blow a cigar in their face, blow cigar smoke in their face, triple tax me. Yeah, this is how this is your strategy to get bags. Just uh, to, why not? In, in theme of bag society, this is your strategy. Why not become king of some place? And then, like, just just charge triple taxes. 30, 30, 40 years, it's a blink of an eye, bro. But you know, it's your best 30 or 40 years. There is a micronation. I forget okay. what it's called. It's like Andorra or something. It's in between France and Spain. And there was a con artist who actually went to their parliament was just like, hey, um, I am blood related to whatever so-and-so. You should make me king. And they actually did. Wow. <laughs> are you serious? Yeah. But Andorra was like a protectorate, and it owed money to Spain. And he was just like, I'm not paying that anymore. And Spain found out. We're just like, Man, who the fuck is this guy? Let's just move an army in. I was going to say, I was going to say, so like, we could do this. We could come together right now. We can conard some crazy, stupid country. I mean, Europe has are, some micro states like Liechtenstein or Luxembourg. And or we could con whoa, them. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We could con them. Don't shit on Liechtenstein, okay? <laughs> no, we can con They have one major road that goes <laughs> through the whole country. <laughs> And we're going to con Lichtenstein. Lichtenstein. You can't even say it, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you I don't need to say it. You're gonna right. go you there and it. like if just we're gonna like, con a country. Let's con Monaco. Like, what are we doing? Here? What are we are doing? We You're right. To con Monaco. I mean, I feel like if you just write a fat bro. check, they'll make you king. Really? That's what I'm saying, bro. <laughs> don't they? Don't they have? That's the that's the sports formula racing thing, right? They were they were yeah, featured. There, yeah. They were featured in Iron Man too. Oh, I think that's why I've heard of it. 
Yeah, let's calm no, them. Dude, the F1 race there is dope, too. Yeah, bro. but we could calm them. a huge F1 fan. I love that place. Live, you're an F1 fan? You're an F1 fan. Since I'm, when? I'm, when all, did the, I'm all in. You're all two in. Two years ago. Name, yeah. name, name two drivers. Max Verstappen, Daniel Ricciardo, Lewis Hamilton. I don't know who you want. Valtteri Bottas. These names do not sound Lance American Stroll. at all. Name, name, a, not, name a pit crew guy. A pit, what do you mean by pit crew, though? The guy that changes the tires. Oh, I, nobody knows those guys. Can oh. you even name one from NASCAR, my guy? Lewis Hamilton. Like he said. Lewis, Lewis Hamilton. Hamilton. Who the fuck is that? The guy that's five foot seven. That's F1 driver. He's an F1 driver. I said from NASCAR. Oh, from NASCAR? Jeff Gordon. Come on now. Jeff Gordon isn't a part of the Gordon's crew. Retired, bro. Dale Earnhardt Jr. Come on He's now. not part of the... Dude, Dang. weren't you like making fun of the, like his... What was it? Dale Earnhardt Earl Hart Jr. because um Ricky they, Bobby, come on. Like now. Sports Illustrated made him athlete of the year. And you're like, what the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, who the, Bro, because it's you're just you're just turning left, bro. There's no athletic <laughs> Dude, I ability. You were in the mall and you <laughs> were like what? raging over this. Here's the thing. In F1, they turn right as well. Oh. <laughs> just just that, saying. That changes everything. It changes everything. They also go 200 miles an hour. Oh, like, my God. In the corners. In the corners. Did you ever watch F1? Yeah, bro. It's I see Monaco. Who was, like, who was like the bad guy in like Talladega Nights? He was like an F1 driver. He was... um. Oh, yeah. Cohen, oh I, Cohen Sasha Bear. Sasha Cohen Bear was Cohen. the actor. Yeah. yeah. He was funny. He was funny in that. Dude, he's still making it. Just say crepes. Just crepes. Just crepes. crepes. Dude, Borat. He's my, and my husband, Gregory. <laughs> Did you just say husband? <laughs> I think I'm blacking out from all the games. <laughs> <laughs> dude, fuck it. It's the classic movie, dude. It's the classic. Ugh. So, Scott's solution is become king of a place. Chris, do you have a better solution? I, th- I think I have a more realistic solution. Are you ser- Are you sure? I mean, I, it's hard to be more realistic than that. What? No, yeah, yeah. Dude, no. I just I just plan on getting like a couple million dollars from my parents at that, some point. I, You know, I um, agree with that, too. And I- then I'll... <laughs> I'll just invest it in something and tell everybody how easy it is. Dude. <laughs> millions off of Instagram. You'll get a lot of articles in like Washington Street Journal and like Forbes and stuff and be like, dude, if anyone can do it, this I, guy can. But you know what, though? Here's yeah. the key. Here's the key, though. Here's the key. Because right now I'm just so mind blown because I never thought of that. I, You know, I'm going to do that exact same formula. Dude, I've already texted my parents. I was just like, I need this million dollar loan. Let me just get a couple million dollar loan. I don't know why I didn't even think of this earlier. Get a couple it's million dollars. It's literally the easiest. I, I don't know why homeless people exist. <laughs> Just get a couple. Never heard of one. What? What's a homeless person? Someone who what didn't ask yeah. their parents. Somebody. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's called the unhoused. Thank you very much. The un- oh, is that the new word for well, it? Yeah, because you have to be politically correct with these people. All right, you can't I am say politically homeless. correct. That's very disrespectful. There's is unsensitive of you. Disgusting. Of you. Disgusting. 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 I, I'm so sorry to all the homeless listeners out there. Um, I don't mean it. I am. I will do better next time. And if you're homeless, ask your parents for a couple million dollars. Start a business. Ask them for that business idea, yeah. and they will just proudly give it to you. And then you get an article written about you, and you just tell them how easy it was. Yeah. As soon as you get that article yeah, written about you, you get that blue check from Twitter, and you're good to go. Good to go. Still got paid that fifteen that, a month. You know, while you're listening to this on your iPhone, maybe rethink your priorities. Why do you have an iPhone and no? <laughs> Maybe skip to Starbucks next time and you can buy a house. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Anyways, I digress. I digress. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were on topic. <laughs> but, yeah, I like I like my idea is pretty good. Chris's idea is a little bit better. What is your idea, Jordan? You know what? My idea, it's easy. I'm just going to run for Congress. Oh, then my I get God. insider training. Mm. I get insider, insider training. training tips, oh, my mind yeah. blown, bro. Damn. I am. Oh. Dude, and you know what though? If if George Santos can do it, anybody can do it. If Nancy Pelosi can do it too, man. I'm like, oh my dude, god, it, I can run as a Republican oh. easily, dude. It's gonna be the simplest oh. thing, dude. It's what? so simple. You already know the talking points. Life exactly, is just dude. cheat code. I don't understand why. It, it's easy, dude. It's cheat just, code. It's bro. just easy. Left bad. Trans <laughs> bad. <laughs> Fucking million dollar million votes right there. Oh my god. Gays meh meh meh. Yeah. You know what? They're cool as long as they're away from children. Uh, you yeah. know. 
Insider training. Oh, wait, schools no, bad, but you know we we need to teach them guns. Yeah, teachers teachers yeah. should have guns. Actually, like I mean, like what? Why you why God you lie? Why are you spreading these fake news about me right now? Yeah. I'm just saying teachers should have guns because what if, what if, you know? I feel like we didn't have the the real school experience unless we had a barrel like pointed at us. I feel like we didn't have the real school experience well, a, because we never went all, through a somebody a survivor of Virginia Tech. Okay? Oh yeah, I yeah, forgot about right. that. Oh snap, I forgot about that. Damn. All right, son, come on. All right, man, that just that just knocked me. Wow, out. that, that knocked, knocked me down me too, sober, man. Dude. I'm not gonna lie, I forgot about that <laughs> one. Be sober because I didn't hear yeah, about that. But know. I'm moving to Chicago. But soon, you know so what? Sure I remember the the shooter for Virginia Tech wasn't white. He wasn't a white. He was he uh, was Asian. He was Asian. What do you mean a white? I'm just. I'm just saying. I like, know. As soon as if someone else said a black, Scott would be like, "Wait, no, I would be like uh, same thing." A black? I don't know. I just who says yeah, he's a? Korean? He was Korean. Cho Sung Yi. Cho Sung Yi. Yeah, that was terrible. Actually, that was I forgot about that. Yeah, one. there was yeah. like uh, a bunch of teachers made complaints and stuff that how he was like unstable and recommended him for counseling. And Are stuff. you serious? When, oh and, yeah, there's a whole thing about it. And nobody, you know? nobody I, like when it comes to mass shooters, you'll find that that like ninety percent of them are on someone's radar. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, I believe that. But they, it happens anyway because no one does anything, especially like the FBI for some reason. Yeah, he he had no rap sheet or anything, so like he can go buy a gun. But it was my, just like internal to the school. Uh, okay, but what what makes like a person like snap like that though? Like what makes a person to decide like yeah, like I mean like. Don't get me wrong, like you can plan, like people plan on things all the time, but going through with it is a whole different, you know what I mean? It's a whole different. It's like, like a, it's like, well, you have to realize that these people don't think the way we think, unless you guys are secretly wanting to be mass shooters. Do you think? Do you think it's it's like a it's a psych like a psychosis like a psych psychotic drug or something that they take that makes I, them go I don't over think it's that a edge? Drug, but it's like a certain way their brain functions. I think mm. because like you know you have to be prepared. In order to like take an innocent life, you definitely have to be a list a little weird. So like they did studies actually, like they said like when people went into Vietnam, like eighty percent of soldiers would intentionally miss because they didn't want to take a human life. Actually, that's not true at all. That's not true. It's the opposite. It was so read the book On Killing by Lieutenant Colonel David Grossman. Okay. Uh, I, I just read it really recently, and it's about how the army had to get people to kill people better, right? And as they got to Vietnam, the miss rates went down significantly. Really? Because what they started doing is they started training people on human-shaped targets oh, instead of a bullseye. Wow. So it wasn't because they didn't want to kill. It's just they just didn't know how to or they weren't trained no, to. It, no, no. It was it was both. It was it – was, they – they didn't want to kill. So actually, uh, it, it was in the Civil War. They would find um, rifles with um, multiple rounds stuffed into it. So people were they were loading their weapons and pretending to fire and then loading them again. So they would find multiple rounds like lined up to the end of the barrel. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was because they just they didn't want to kill anybody because they weren't into it. So what they had to do is they had to find a way around that. So they made it so like, hey, that's not a human that's a target. Uh, yeah. a target. Yeah, dehumanizing your yeah. opponent. So, but I mean, like, Vietnam yeah. is still kind of like, uh, I mean, like, so, like, what about, like, World War One or World War Two? I mean, like, I, well, I, I mean, like, compared to the same like, thing, yeah, it was similar, but it went, but since like the Civil War and through Vietnam, uh, it went like exponentially. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Got better. It did get better, but like when you think of like the World Wars, there was like a clear line, like this was good versus evil mentality. Right. But, like, but there, the, was, there but, was definitely but the whole line. thing the whole thing was is that what they there was a conclusion that it, there was a problem when they were going into war that people did not want to kill other people so now yeah. we're here with the mass shooters is like what makes them go like hey it's okay to kill other people like what makes them click or break where it's like bam because the majority of people, like you, have to train people to kill. Like he just said, like you, they had to train it to. to well, it's you, part of you, like you want me to give you the unpopular opinion? Yeah, for sure. Video because games. usually the unpopular opinion is the truth. Video games. Damn. Yeah. 
Bro, you go into Call of Duty, you don't think yeah. of those guys as people. Hey, one hundred percent. And how many people have you heard on on video games like, bro, I could go, I could go in the army, I could go, man. <laughs> so so many people. Swear to Dude, God. They, and that's the, I bet you, like I, that's my own personal opinion. Is like it's you're dehumanizing people. Dude, you I yeah. think making people. They they don't see the va- the value of life when you're playing a video I, game. I, I you still, kill them or you get killed, you respawn. Yeah, that's true. 100%. I I still remember. I I think I was over at your house and you had just picked up Call of Duty two, and uh, mm. not Call of Duty two, but Call of Duty Modern Warfare two. And Modern there was Warfare. that. And there was that. There was that level in the airport, and you were, you <laughs> oh, yes. just mowed everyone down, dude. That makes cool it, ass fucking scenario though. Uh, but like, still, dude, that airport so scene was I, wild. I totally remember that because I remember reading about it before I got it, and how they were um, censoring it in certain countries. Yeah, I believe. It. I mean, I, I because believe it was it. so bloody, and I was like, "Watch this, watch <laughs> this, bro!" Just mo- just as soon as the elevator opens, and you're like cocking the gun, and next thing you know, you're just like lighting the whole thing up. You know what though? I heard, I heard too. Is like there's some like the military, right? So they get like kids that are like really good at Call of Duty, and they put them in a trailer. And they like control like drones, yeah, like, drone pilots, <laughs> drone pilots, like three thousand miles away, and they do all Chris these shaking like, his head. They they do shaking all these drone, they do all these drone kills or whatever, and then that's they, not true. You mean you guys true? don't get these Call of Duty players with like the Amazon like camo body armor? So now, <laughs> so now you're mixing. It. So okay, you can pilot a drone all you want, but there is a designated person. Who has what we call a tactical engagement authority? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So they're not just like, oh, I saw them click and they click a button. Like drone pilots are highly trained. Uh, the Air Force just started allowing like uh, enlisted, um, like personnel to like pilot drones. Before it was always done by an officer of some kind. It's not just a bunch of like gamer kids in a freaking Connex. Bombing, you know. Could you imagine these like e-sport guys with like their fucking like? Could you? You, you don't have Phase Clan over there. I'm not gonna lie though, but but think about it though. They would be so much better than probably even. But would people. they though? I don't know. No, no, man. they wouldn't be because you know what you got to worry about when you have a drone. You don't have unlimited fuel. You don't have perfect weather conditions. Uh, this is true. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, this you, is true. You don't actually know what you're looking at. Yeah, you know, you got to make a split second decision. I mean, I don't like, know, man. I, I played Modern that. Warfare for quite a bit. I mean, like, how hard? Could yeah, be? <laughs> <laughs> I played Black Ops also, dude. Like, I don't know. I know, I I could never be a. You know, when you when you hit enough terrorists, you get the nuke option. Yeah, no, I could never. <laughs> yeah, because do. that happens all the time. Yeah. Putin, relax. <laughs> yeah, calm down. Pump the brakes, there, Putin. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. That, but you know what though? That's a real thing though, because we're in war right now. To be honest with you, that's a crazy thing too. I mean, which war? Not according to Congress. Well, I mean, like we've given a, a country that's not part of NATO a hundred million, dude, name a hundred billion dollars. Name any year in the past like hundred years, and I can name a proxy war. My, right I know we're in a proxy war, but my thing is, is that's our money. Yeah, I mean, do you see our military budget? It has to go somewhere, dude. This is ridiculous, bro. It has to go somewhere. Dude. Yeah. But would you rather weaken uh, Russia for 120 billion? I, no, you're or right. Would you rather send 100,000 troops on the ground and pay a trillion? No, I I, I get it. Yeah, for like a quagmire. I know. I, I understand. No, I I completely get it 100 percent because like obviously we live in this country. We obviously want this country to re- to reign supreme. Over every country. Yeah, because whatever happens in this country affects us. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, I completely, I completely get it, bro. I completely understand war. It just sucks you get, that it's happening. You get, if you think about it, yeah, you get all the benefits and uh, yeah, really for sure. none of the, uh, yeah, the you don't bullshit get, that comes with it. There's no caskets coming home. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And, like, if we can be born somewhere else, at least we're not dealing with us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, my God. Well, Imagine only... if I was born in Cuba. I'd be but, like, you oh, know, God. but you know what, though? Like, hold on. This is a you real. You have a dope car, though. But, yeah. That's you, true. That's yeah, true. vintage car, though. I swear to God. I might be a doctor or but, something. But here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. This is the thing, too. It's like there's only one American dream. There's not a Chinese dream. There's not, like, any other country dream. Like, people literally. Like, if you. My Chinese dream. There's a Chinese dream. No, Xi no, no. People literally 
die trying to get into this country. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah, they do. Like, There's an 80 percent increase but, at the Canada border. But I'm just saying though too is like like I know a guy. He dude. He was 21 years old and he got on a raft from Cuba. Because some old guy pointed him a direction and said America was that way. Like, think about that. Think about being 21, getting on a raft, and some guy just points in a direction and said freedom is that way and taking that risk. And then I don't know because, you know, you have like that chance of landing in Florida. But I'm just saying, but I'm just saying, like, you don't know. Like, cocaine and bitches, son. (laughs) He's like, cocaine and bitches that way. You want the power, the money, and the respect, eh? But I'm just saying, and and then even and then even in like Mexico, like people are like you know dying just across the borders. Like people, like people that were smuggled to come in the country, like they will risk being in like two, like a hundred degree. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, backseat of the car, dying. There there are people trying, like, like when they had that tractor trailer, and like they opened up the back, and like everyone was dead, or that one dude who was in the, um, what was that like uh, that uh, Charlottesville uh, rally. In Virginia, like back in 2017, he got uh, he hung himself after he got caught trying to mule fentanyl over across the border. What? Yeah, one of those Jews will not replace us, guys. Man, but I'm oh just saying. God. Oh yeah, he's like a UVA dude. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, are you talking yeah, about he, University he was tr- Virginia? Is that what he's sorry, saying? man? <laughs> I can't. Virginia Tech uh, better. Hokies, but That's there's right. always. Go but Hokies. I'm just saying, there's always. I, I, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Like, America's good. Dubai's good. Dubai's good. Dubai. Singap- Where did Dubai come Singapore, from? Dude? Singapore's good. Dude, Singapore's Singapore, like a police. Chew, you can't chew gum and walk. Yeah, on the dude, streets. Singapore's like a police state, dude. You have a camera on you twenty four. All right, name another country that. Name about? another country that's good then. Uh, I mean. I don't mind America, America. Exactly. I don't mind Texas. Canada too much. He said Texas. <laughs> it is kind of another country over there. Texas, uh, Dubai, Dubai. There's there's people that say Dubai is Britain. amazing. Dubai is not a country though. It's a city. Or it's a uh, what is it? UAE. UAE. Yeah. UAE. UAE. I mean, like at that point, I guess like if we're if we're counting that, I guess like Kuwait's okay. It's not so bad. No, Kuwait. None of those are great. What? what are you talking about? I mean, if you're Kuwaiti, it's pretty good. Oh, Qatar. Yeah. You're talking about Muslim, Qatar. He's talking about Qatar. You're talking no, about no, Qatar. No, I'm talking, talking about, about Kuwait. Kuwait. Talking about Kuwait. Really? Yeah. yeah. My roommate was Kuwaiti in college. Oh, yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Qatar. All those places. They're yeah. all the same. They're all the but same. But yeah, it's great yeah. if you're a Muslim. If you're one yeah. of them. Uh, if you're one of them. But if yeah, you're, if you're trying to get... So but they have legit slaves. Like, if you try to go into that yeah. country, they'll make you a legit slave. Yeah, if you're like... Yeah, if you're like, but here, but here, if you, it's like us, but uh, we do that to like Mexicans too. Yeah, but 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 the thing is, is like we don't make you. Yeah, but the thing is, is, don't be dropping the s word with Mexicans. But the thing, but the thing is, is like you, you like there are levels, like there's there's ceilings that you cannot overcome over in those other countries. Where here, there are no ceilings because we're we're the melting, we're the great melting. Yeah, but there's no ceilings here. That's the thing. People put people I mean, put them. Oh, there's plenty of ceilings. There's a lot. There's of just ceilings. different ways around. There's there's just maybe a few routes around the ceilings. Yeah, there's there's Which paths it, that make it easier for there, you, and no. there's paths that make it harder for you. Well, I mean, like, yeah, but I'm saying is if there's all right. So if there's ways around ceilings, it makes it like there's no ceiling. Like if I'm a like if Where, I'm a Mexican migrant, I'm yeah, not getting that million dollar loan from my parents. They're yeah, narrow. Those paths are narrow, and maybe can fit one person at a time. But they can be done, right? They could be yeah, done. I where, I, I guess, where if I you mean, go like, to like, if if you go to like any other country, it cannot be done. It's impossible. We have like a migrant congressman from Illinois, uh, Chewy Garcia. I like that guy. Yeah. I like his name is Chewy. I like I like Ted it's Cruz. It's not his real name. It's like his nickname. My you guy, like Ted, Ted you like Ted Cruz? I like Ted Cruz. He's dude, a, the dude is like oh the most God. spineless man I've ever heard. He's a UFO guy. He's, he's a UFO guy. He'll say anything to make you like him, dude. He's one of those. His people. dad killed Kennedy. Yeah, he's the Zodiac killer. <laughs> is he really? <laughs> yes. No. I like the Zodiac oh, killer. That guy is cool, man. What's your oh, Zodiac you sign? When uh, when uh, Trump told him that his dad was like killing JFK or some shit. Like <laughs> Are that. you serious? 
he t- oh, he dude, said his he said his wife is like a fucking horse is like fucking uh, ugly uh, yeah and he was like Donald don't you talk about my family hold on Donald Trump's the best man ever man. hold on okay I one hundred percent support Donald but hold Trump. on though this is different though this Donald Trump is a gangster though. Like he's a legit gangster. He's a, he's a showman. And Ted Cruz is a little bitch. <laughs> and Ted Cruz is a bitch. How, okay, hold on. I want to know what do you like about Ted Cruz besides UFO? No, nah, that's because it. like even Obama said he he wanted to declassify Area Fifty One. Nah, that's it. Just UFOs. He's the only one. That's, that's it. He's the only Who's one. Bill Clinton. He's no, be, but Bill Clinton. All these other people. Ted Cruz is the only one that's in Congress. Right, man, that's when I run for, for Congress, I'm going to say I believe in UFOs. At least yeah. I got your vote. What the hell is a congressman going to do? He's the one, the president, bro. He's the one that's pushing all these declassifications for UFOs. He's just saying that he's not doing shit. Let me ask you one question, Scott. Who can declassify anything? Congress, the president, the president. The Congress cannot declassify a single thing. Really. They can only request that the president declassify them. So you're saying all these things that are being declassified by UFOs is Joe Biden? 100%. 100%. Yeah, it's it's the administration. Yeah, so you have what you call original classification authority, the OCAs. There's only a handful of them, and they can delegate their authorities, but it starts with the president, maybe secretary of defense, maybe secretary of state, whoever he says, you can declassify this. Okay, so all these people uh, that are... It goes up to the president. So Man, all these Ted people... Cruz really all did. these people that are signing NDAs... That's why Ted Cruz is asking... Oh, and not okay. doing. Oh, okay. So okay. So I'm all, just saying. All these people that are you listen to his podcast. No, I don't. <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. Him and Michael Knowles. To that it's bullshit. so okay. Okay. Oh, Michael Knowles. That yeah, it's him and Griffin Michael Knowles. Yeah, that fucking oh Italian God. dude. Who the I failed hate, actor, I hate man. I hate that guy so much. Dude, I don't know politics. Dude, them, I hate the Daily oh. Wire as a whole. I'm just gonna say it. I dude. used to. I used to enjoy Ben Shapiro when he was like kind of rowdy and funny. <laughs> And now he's just like uh, grifting, like Dude, he, POS. As well. He he said that like the whole burn pit victim bill was a waste of money. Like fuck him, which is ridiculous. Go fuck that guy. Nah, hold on. Grifting is good though. Grifting, grifting is good, bro. You can make money. You can make a lot of money grifting. You can make a lot of money grifting, but at the same time, you gotta have zero. Yeah, we don't do that here at Bag Society though. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No grip. This is legit wasted. No, no, no grifting. Yeah, we no are not grifting. telling you to start your own right wing podcast. But my thing is, is that you can make money grifting. You are just being lying. You're just the thing lying is, it's like you just the thing about how to how to like be a grifter is like you need to say all the things that uh, someone wants to say. Usually, like I don't know, like the Cokes or Wilkes Brothers. No, nah, you and then they will start throwing money at you. No, as soon this as you got an no, audience. no. This is how you and be. A, they're not lying most of the time. Yeah. All they're doing is pushing a narrative right. that people want to hear. It's not always a lie. It's just that, like, they're my facts. No, Those yeah, yeah, yeah. Facts. No, no. This you is what, They found a market, right, that likes a certain narrative, and they push that narrative yeah. towards that market, and they make money from that narrative slash market. Well, you have to appeal to your audience at the end of the day. Yeah. And so, like, uh, whatever you have to read the room, see whatever the wind's blowing, and then catch on to that and be like, you know what? You're everything you believe in is validated. My favorite grifters are pastors, though. What, like Joel Alstein or no, something? No, Joel Alstein. I like Joel Alstein, yeah. but there's another guy. There is another guy that's like old. I think at- He's the one with the fucking crazy eyes and crazy smile. I'm exactly. Sure. He's the guy that, that gets the plane. The fuck out He's of the me. one with the plane with all those nice cars. He's the one, and then people go and like uh, confront him. And he's like, "The devil, Jesus told me I need this car. Jesus told me I need this plane." Yeah, he was just like, "I can't ride in coach because there's too many devil worshippers." Wait, oh my god! And and he like, yeah, he like solicited money, right? Yeah, private jet, bro. It's it's unreal. It's like, bro, do you want to be safe from these demons? Buy my program, twenty nine ninety nine. You're thinking of Kenneth Copeland. Kenneth Copeland. Kenneth 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 Copeland. Yes, the yes, grifter. This guy. This guy, yes! <laughs> this guy. He's just like, you know what? Jesus Dude, said I needed face, a... Though. Dude, did you not see his face? That's the devil oh in disguise God. right there. People are buying you, it. You know you're set up for success when you go to Oral Roberts University. <laughs> <laughs> see, 
that's another way you can get money. Like, if it's not like right wing, you if you're an evangelical, yeah. Oh my god, you say oh, Jesus speaks yeah, you to you, ain't. someone will lash on to you. And yeah, then, I mean, I mean, look at the uh, what's his name, uh, South Park. What's his name? The Cartman. The, no, the um, the, come on now, BYU, the Mormons. Oh, the Mormons. Yeah, you know oh, they hate. I don't know why, but they've been railing on the Mormons. But I'm like just saying, what's his name? Joseph Smith, right? Yeah, dum, dum, Joseph dum, dum, Smith. Dum, dum. Oh yeah. my God, bro, the ultimate grifter of all time. He said, "I found these golden things that an I angel." Mean, he's right up there with L. Ron Hubbard, so. <laughs> I, I, dude. It's that was un- one of the best episodes ever, man. Un- but I'm just saying, dude. Like this is really what they believe, you know? <laughs> dude. It's just un- unbelievable. It's unbelievable. What? But what makes a person so vulnerable where they're like, I believe that. Re- I mean, religion just, takes you, faith. You just watch, watch those direct uh, those documentaries, bro. Like they even talk about they're usually like in some kind of like it situation. They're looking for. You know, some kind of guidance and some kind of path. Oh, have you watched Heaven's Gate? Oh, I've yes, heard of that, yes, 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 that. yes, yes, oh yes, yes. When they God, kill themselves at the bro. end, right? They kill themselves yes. at the end, right? Wait, it, wait, who was this? No, was the this hev- David Crush. No, 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 no. Heaven's no. Gate. It was a very small. Yeah. So they're the ones who like. Um, they thought the they UFO killed themselves. Yeah. They, yep. The UFO was the coming UFO. behind the comet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, dude. It's why this is not like Jonestown size. It's like. Maybe uh, two dozen people. I, but the, the thing is, they were in it for like decades. Yes. Wow. And they even, they even castrated themselves. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they castrated themselves. Yes. One of the dudes was, um, what's her face from Star Trek's brother? Nichols. Oh. I can't remember her first name. From Star Trek's brother? Uh, like Uhura? Uh, man. Yes. 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 What's, her, what's her name? Uh, oh my god! I forget her name, but she passed away like last year. Yeah, her, it was her one. Her her brother was in it for like thirty years and killed himself. Jesus Christ, dude! Yeah, it, it's crazy. Like if you can get like some of this, like uh, if you have, it's it's all a cult of personality with these things. And, and when you watch it, um, like the people who started it kind of started it, and it seemed like they almost. Uh, created such a story that they couldn't get out of, so they're like, "We got to stick with it." Like they don't even believe it. Yeah, right. But they're yeah. like, they're in it so deep they can't pull themselves like, out. Like Elron Hubbard. Yeah, like Elron Hubbard. Well, I mean, Elron well, Hubbard's you know, done, but like, it, now it's David uh, Scavage. Want to pay? Uh, yeah, uh, Scavage. Uh, yep, Scavage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But five foot three guy. That's a, that's another like big time. We got people five foot like, three, son. It's just. <laughs> He's five. Some, some, he's got say the Napoleon. The, some say one of the best ways to get rich is man is, is have the, a religion. It's the gr- it's tax deductible at least. No, no, yeah, no. Tax free, son. I'm no, no. Here's I the mean, thing. I'll start a religion, but I ain't gonna grift. No, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is what I'm starting to really become focused on. Most, the majority of people can't think from themselves. They have to be told what to do, and they're followers, right? Well, that's one of the things I learned when I was like a bartender. It's just like um, one of the things that uh, as a bartender you have to upsell, you know? Yeah. And, but like, if you just tell people what they want, they'll get it. Like, oh, you want this one hundred percent? They're 100%. just like they're just like I want some scotch. I'm like, oh, like Johnny Walker Blue Label. They're like, yes. But it starts. But it starts Ooh, with. But yeah, it starts I mean, with the school yep. system, right? Like, because we talked about this in the school system. Like, you you get indoctrinated in the school system. You can't go to the bathroom unless you raise your hand. You can't do anything unless you're told to do something so well, like they prepare you for the nine to five man. what's that you said what nichelle nichols was her name nichelle, okay. okay but but the but right so right, the right. majority majority people here in america they're programmed like their mind is programmed to follow because we have to oil that machine dude exactly it's so, like pink floyd welcome so, to the machine man so the thing i, I disagree really I disagree most yeah. i would say the majority of people can't critically think they just they just want to be i'm told not saying you're wrong do. about that but i'm saying when you're trying to educate the mass of like millions of people right like you gotta have some kind of order right it's not that with your program it's just it's what works no, no, and I get it. It is what works, but I'm saying I'm not looking at it as good nor bad. I'm looking at it as what it is and how can we use that in our benefit, right? Because yeah. most well, we also we, I mean we say that yeah about that. I see what you're saying yeah, but you know a lot of people use it as a derogatory way. But you're also looking at the place with the highest median income in the entire world. You know more billionaires and millionaires than anywhere else in the entire world. Like you can only control people so much. Uh, yeah, you can, but 
But all these people that are making billions. Raise your hand. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't want you talking over me. Shut the fuck up. And like, yeah, raise your hand. Raise your hand. Like I do that at home with my kids. (laughs) You tell your kids to raise their hand. Because they won't shut up. But my thing is, my thing is, is like, but my thing is, is like, like what, what does it take to garner, garner a following? Right. Well, a lot of these followers, especially these like uh, Jim Jones of Heaven's Gate or even like, you know, Joseph Smith or Brigham Young, it's all cult of personalities. They're all cult of personalities. You need to like, but you have to guard to give these people a thing to believe in. Something's empty in their life and you give them a reason to believe in something. True. But it's whatever you tell them. True. But let's be real, though. Like if you're a celebrity, you have a following. If you're an influencer, you're a following. And I'm sure if you push a religion, you'll get a few bites. What like outside of uh, I mean, an influencer is just another word for you know Joe Olstein. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah you're right, you're up. right. But uh, what, what I'm saying is, is like, like you find a you find a vulnerable demographic. Like, let's say, yeah. look at like Jordan Peterson. Are you saying you the find majority of people are, are are vulnerable though? In this yeah, in this society, yeah, there's a bunch. Would, there's like there's, that's human nature. It is human, human nature. nature. Yeah. There's always something, especially in like. Our society, what you figure is like, oh, someone who can't really get like a date out of a woman or someone who's on like, you know, someone who's paycheck, paycheck to paycheck can't get that like extra home. So like what you do is like um, you'd want to exploit that, like come out with like a self-help book or something going like this is how you, you know, this is how you win the girl of your dreams. So would you say get that uh, promotion at work okay, like that and someone will eventually latch on. Okay, so here this is what I'm saying, too, is all right. So. Majority of people are set up to follow, but there is that human nature that... Or tell them it's not their fault and it's something else. But but there is that human nature aspect of having some type of self-improvement, right? And then There's, selling them that self-improvement, which religions do, which all these other grifters do. They sell them this self-improvement. They're selling them a dream. They're selling them... Well, we talked about this earlier. Yeah. I mean, we just talked about this before with you, David Goggins... I like David Goggins. Robert Kiyosaki. I like Robert. They're, also, they're selling you an idea. They're right. How to better yourself. You just exactly. said it yourself. So you're vulnerable. You're looking for ways to improve oh, for, yourself. Oh, yeah. for sure, for sure, for sure. What if I tell you I have a book that says how you can become that millionaire by August? Oh, you definitely know that I'm into it. What, the, what are you talking it sounds about? Sounds like Scott already returned that book, to be honest. <laughs> what are you talking about? What? what? I mean, I don't have a million dollars, so I don't fucking know. What? <laughs> Are you no, nah, dude? There, no. Nah, trust me, bro. It's gonna happen. It's going this to will happen. Be your next book. This is happening at book. the moment. You know, I thought about like when I was working at the casino. When yeah. I was a dealer, me and uh, two other dealers were working out. We were like, we were like, oh, we should write a book, and it was gonna be like winners win. And it was hey, gonna be like one of those like play you know, to win the game, son. It was just like you know, winners, uh, winners always win, stuff like that. Like, yeah. um, winners always play roulette because we always put it all black. That's hey, what winners do. Yeah. Just whatever we're doing, we're just like, that's what winners do. Bro, let me tell you something. Uh, let me tell you something. Yeah, because dealers are winners. Yeah, that's yeah, what I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 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 I mean, the house always wins, so. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, that's called a casino owner. Dude, and that's why I win. Dealer. That's why I win. <laughs> everybody, everybody, that, unfortunately. Take every advantage I get. <laughs> unfortunately. So uh, you went to an, a leadership program, right? Or something like that? Yes, I went to... Uh, leading organizational change, bro. Okay. Dude, this let me is tell so, you what though. This is so, yes. Tell I'm, us. I'm so interested in this. Tell us. It was actually one of the best courses be- I've ever taken. I yeah. believe it, dude. I believe it, it was. It was so good. I believe it. Was it. So good. I, I between believe the people, between the people, the faculty, and even just the accommodations. Yeah. One, it was built to network, which is great. Yeah, my LinkedIn started blowing up. Um, I was the dumbest slash most inexperienced slash like just most junior person there. So you were just absorbing, absorbing everything. Can I ask you this? Did not, did not belong. Can I ask you this? How many people, cause like I've done something like this in like Chicago and like most of the people are just like, yeah, I run a, like a SaaS company. How many people were like SaaS? It was like that. No, no, not at all. Um, it was, it was a lot of C-suite executives. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean the, when you're, you're talking about like software as like a service kind of thing. Yes. That's exactly what it yeah. is. No, these were, I mean, industry completely, I mean, as diverse as you could think. Okay. Like diverse people, now. 
one guy ran uh well he was like a cio ciso something else of like a fiber optics company one guy was a chief medical officer of a hotel one person was a chief marketing officer of a um convenience store chain um agriculture food supply like it was like it was pretty diverse defense contractors wait like you had of, defense contractors dude there? it was i'm telling you it was super diverse that's cool as super fuck, diverse it was so good man yeah but all you, the people were dope yeah but you had like time to like network and stuff like that right dude so here's the way so uh it was at uh university of pennsylvania which is an ivy league school obviously okay wharton business school and the course itself, like I said, the, the faculty, amazing, dude. Mm-hmm. These are the people who write the modern day theories of like what we talk, right? Emotional intelligence, um, you know, work systems management, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, I mean, I'm talking like the heavy hitters okay. and the way they, they, they have it structured, which is awesome. So this is their executive education. So where you take the classes in that building is also where you stay. That's your room, which is like a hotel. It's right. nice. It's nothing fancy, but it's nice. Was it like a, um, a, a Hilton or something? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like the room I'm staying in at this very moment, actually. <laughs> you know, king size bed, decent bathroom, internet, big TV. It was, it was, it was perfect. You're also on the UPenn campus in Philly. Okay. And then all the foods included. Foods pretty solid. Um, with dinner, uh, free alcohol, sir. Thank oh, you. That's and the most important then, part. On the fifth floor, same building, bar. After eight, you go to the bar and you network. That's and everybody perfect. goes up there. See, and I, it's got a great gym. It was awesome. It was awesome. See, dude. that's that's what I need more in my life. Because like, like I, I used to network a lot when I was part of a fraternity in college. Like they would take us to Carlson or Conclave, and it was usually like uh, chapters are around the world. Uh, not around the world, but the United States. And um, after that, I would do like tech conferences, like for like Mongo, uh, DB, stuff like that. And I would net- network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would wear like a Maryland hat. And because I was in Chicago, people would be like, oh, you're from Maryland and stuff. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, dude, uh, let's just talk about stuff. But like um, it, it, it always comes back to what I've always been taught. And it was like, it's not what you do, but it's who you know. And, and so yeah, network 100%. is like just invaluable with yeah. all that kind of stuff. I, I, at the end of the day, it was not the people at my level that I was networking with. It was the people four levels above them. Right. That's and and dude, that's that's what you want, man. They say if you're ever in the, you don't want to be the smartest one in the room, bro. You don't like when and I when I here, when I change like programming here's the best jobs, part, though. I always want to be the dumbest guy there because there's so much I learn. Yeah, exactly. And here's right. the best part though is sometimes though they would ask these questions and I'm like, this answer is obvious. What am I doing with my life? Really? Like how did these people get oh dude it was like basic human interaction stuff yeah yeah you know and like i'm sitting there like i get what you're asking because you're at this level where you cannot quite translate what you wanted what you think you should do uh, to what you should should do yeah, 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 and i'm yeah, sitting there yeah, like yeah, yeah, oh yeah. just just do it like this is easy but they have so much other stuff to consider exactly while they're making these decisions and seeing their thought process was great, but also seeing how they took in yeah. this uh, this class and the questions that they would ask in response to the the lesson plans that were being like pushed on them, it was it was very eye opening, right? Yeah. And so we even did this very interesting. Um, were they like just so sit- far removed from reality? Or well, like- it's, it, it, it's not necessarily it's not that. that. It, it's like, no. for example, it's like. Just- like it's a different thought process. Yeah. Okay. Like when I went to it's like a lot calculus. of these tech conferences, like I've had people come up to me and ask, Hey, what do you like? What do you think is honestly better? Like SQL or no SQL, which is like um sequel. They're both databases, but one is like strict and one is not. And um, bro, but at the same time they were showing us like, like uh, diagrams that they understood fully. And it was just like, yeah, yeah, a, a just, thousand different databases doing something, and they understood. It's it so funny you say that, is because like we we're at dinner one night and we're drinking and we're hanging out and we got into this argument because a lot of these guys were like IT guys, right? Like CIOs, you know, VP of like you know IT whatever at these companies, and they got in a fight whether it was Oracle versus SAP, <laughs> right? And I'm, t- I'm telling you, this lasted 
45 minutes to an hour of just what was better. And it turned out it's not about what was better. It was what was easily integrated into their yeah, system. It, it's right? what you needed at the end of the day. It's yeah. what, what then, gets you from point A to point B. And then at the end of the day, B. you know what they both ended up agreeing to is we should just move to Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> you know, It what? was amazing, dude. And I'm sitting there like, Buy stock in Microsoft. To be honest, if you someone, know? if I was there and someone said, "Oh, oh, my, go to Microsoft," I'd be like, "Why?" Because it's like I don't Dude. know. Microsoft puts so much uh, roadblocks in their technology, and I'm just like, oh, "Well, here, you know what, though? Here, what? Here's what the consensus was: is it's not the best, but it's good enough. Exactly. And it, guess what? Most of the time, it's free or at least included in whatever package they're selling you. That and is it's true. Cheaper. That is true. It, even though, like, half my job right now is just like uh, converting whatever a past mistake was to the new shiny, and so someone yeah. after me could be like, "Oh, past mistake to the new shiny." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, you're going to be the past mistake in a few yeah, years. Exactly. So that's all that matters. So, but what, it was it was just it was wild to hear, bro. But let me tell you, it was awesome, man. Like some of the just the principles I like got from them and like how to actually like take a change and push it through. And it was a very it was very corporate focused. Right. Right. So we even did a simulation like, hey, your company wants to this is the market they're looking at. It's dying. They want to get into this market like we need to make the change. Right. Make the change. Right. And it wasn't even about like, you know, it wasn't in the weeds. It was like, okay, who do we get? who wants to make the change within the company, um, who has the most influence to make sure that this change gets pushed through, you know, uh, generic stuff like figure out what the problem is, what the issues are. Okay. What is our strategy and vision? How do we implement this? It was like that kind of stuff and pushing it through the seven steps. And first of all, I just want to say my team won. We were hey. but, I mean, like those are, the most important questions, like um, it was, those are the dude, questions you asked to amazing. No, I I imagine it is, but like those are the questions you asked, like when you were experienced, you know, like um, like as soon as you when you were telling me that, like as a senior developer myself, I um, the most thing, I, the most, the, my first thought was like, you know, time effective is it cost effective and stuff like that, and that's a lot yeah. of things you have to like put into what you thought about like moving on to the and, and here's. Here's the biggest thing is it wasn't even about that, right? It was about stakeholder analysis. Right. So it would be about me going to you who has a stake in this and you taking into those into account that shit, right? And right. coming to me and saying, yeah, this is important to me. You're right. And then me being like, all right, I got buy-in from you to make this change or not to make this change. And then going to the next person, right? Right. So it wasn't so much about me being in the weeds. It was about poking to the, the people that were in the weeds that are going to either buy in or not buy in. ABC. This change. Bro. Always be closing. Always, son. It was, dude, it was, I've had it to was go. one of the best classes I've ever taken, for sure. And I've taken a couple through Harvard. And I've taken some through MIT. And this was by far one of my favorite classes. I had a feeling when you told us that you were taking that class, like I had a peak. I was like, man, that's. The, like, no, that's it, it's something I would have liked too. Yeah, for sure. I like mean, I've taken a few like Harvard courses, but it wasn't where I would meet face to face with other people. Yeah, just just yeah. yeah face to face is where it's at. I I, yeah, I took sure. the Harvard negotiations course and it was online, and I was underwhelmed. It's different, right? To say the least. It'd be different. It, yeah, it, always it was is. it was not fun. Yeah, because that's like that's part of the college experience. It's just being able to be around. It, it's the atmosphere. But yeah, yeah, but being around other people, like you said, it's just networking. It's a networking dream. It's like, yeah, go ahead and- there's there's no um, like substitute for sitting in a room and just drinking with people and shooting the shit. Exactly, right. dude. For I sure, totally agree. For sure. Our last night, the entire class was up there just hanging out. And next thing you know, the next day on my LinkedIn, it's just like so and so wants to connect. So and so wants to connect. And blah 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 blah. blah. You know. <laughs> And then I'm up until like two in the morning trying to go to class at fucking 730. And I'm beat the fuck right now because I drank and I'm just hanging out and just like cracking jokes. And it was it was a blast, man. Um, That's what you got to do, man. That's what you got to do, though. Uh, you know what also I mean? like, the university of pennsylvania campus is dope dude i ran through it you know i did like a little like five mile run through uh campus did you get a black uh, eye like into the edge of philly i did not because it was after the super bowl like two days after the super bowl hey yeah 
I've only been to the museum. I've only been to like the museum with like the Ben Franklin Museum. It was, dude. It was, it was super cool, man. It was like, it was like the campus was cool. The place, like everything, was just on point. Wharton Business College is like just. I mean, they're great, right? Like they yeah. attract great talent, so everybody wants to go there, especially at that level. Yeah, no regrets. Hey. Hey, dude, I, I I wish I was there. I mean, that's uh, that's that's cool as fuck. Like, uh, every time I have a chance to go to like a tech conference, I always go, and I always meet a lot of people. Like my new, my latest job right now, uh, working for a company out of Minnesota, I um, met a bunch of like people there that recommended it to me, mostly because they give us like a lot of free control, and so we yeah. don't have to like if we want something, we can just go straight to the stakeholders if we want. So it was really good. Again, it's like you know who you know, right? Yeah, and like this is like yeah. the biggest paycheck I've ever had, and it's just it, it's fucking awesome. And, and you know what the the best part was at this was right where the class is like leading organizational change, and these are the people who have led change and or leading change. Oh, right? Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like drastic change. Wow. Yeah. And they had so like I I was on a team when we had to present. It was about like charters, like project, like a charter. Like what are you gonna do? Right. right. Yeah, you got to make and, something happen. And I was like, I don't know, dick about a charter. And I got to sit there and talk and like listen to them just like talk about charters. It was a couple consultants in the room. Like it was wild. Like what is a charter? Like what does it mean to can you? I, can, How do we do this? Can I ask you where like uh so you're 33, right? Um what what was 34, like 34 but, yeah, 33. But what was the average age in that room, do you know? Uh I would say 46, 45, 46. That makes me feel so much better. (laughs) So you're a bit, I mean, like you were one of the youngest ones in that room. I would, if I had to guess, I would say I was the youngest, if not second youngest in the room. Wow. Like that's huge though. That's pretty, I mean, how did, and and were you invited to that conference or were you like, uh, nah, bro. I I mean, I just applied for the class and oh, wow. uh, they yeah. accepted me so and then my my unit paid for it so oh wow that's, Bro, that's it was a, i mean it was a te- it was a ten thousand dollar course <sighs> for three and a half days do you think it's worth that he didn't pay for it you didn't pay for it right yeah of course <laughs> <laughs> but also also that ten thousand included uh like room and board okay like food, okay that's hotel. still dude that's still a lot and for four days I, I don't i don't i don't know if you were here Scott, when I was telling uh, Jordan, but like when you were there, like you took the class in the same building where you stayed. So like yeah. the first two floors were like classrooms. Okay. The third, fourth, and fifth floor were, dorms. were rooms. Okay. Like no, no, like hotel rooms. Oh wow, wow. Yeah, and then on the fifth floor as well, they had a, a actually a pretty decent gym and a bar. Oh wow, what? Oh, yeah. dude. Dude, and so, you're in the middle of Philly. And you, it was dope. Yeah. But I'm just saying, it's like, oh, you got done. We're here. Oh, we're going to the gym. Yeah. And then we're going to the bar. And we're going to the Bet. bar, bro. <laughs> I would get done with class. I would go work out. Yeah. And then I would go eat dinner. That's what I'm saying. And dinner, you got free alcohol. We would drink. And then we would go, go to, the to the bar. Go to the bar. Man, dude. That's yeah. The, that's the way to live, man. Hey, not dude, just that, but, was, but that's how you network, bro. That is low key how you network. And especially. With those with those connections, like you said, you know most oh. of the people that you that you uh, were connecting with, they, you know they're forty, they're forty something, they're established, they got their own stuff. You know what I mean? And yep. they're definitely smart. And, and all of them had stuff had like actual wisdom to to part on you, and every single person in the class was great. Yeah, like there wasn't a single person there where I was like, "What are you doing here?" I was more like, <laughs> "What do you got to say?" What you know what I mean? Right. right. And then you look in the like, mirror like, "Bro, what the hell am I doing?" I was doing like, "What here, am bro? I doing here?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, cuz I had I had nothing to say, but they they liked my military background. They like asked me questions about that kind of stuff. Oh yeah. Um and like I I feel like actually people got value out of what I was saying because they were just interested in a for different sure. perspective. For sure. I mean, like you wouldn't be there if you didn't bring any value. Yeah. You know what I mean? In my in my you know, the first day it was it was like introductions, right? It right. was like, you know, what do you? They were like, hey, tell me your name and whatever, you know, background. They're like, and then tell me what do you have to offer, and then what do you want to learn? Oh wow, those are some deep questions. To be honest with you, right? First get there, yeah. and then he said, and he sat there and goes, "Do it as the spirit guides you." He's like, "I'm not going to tell you what to do. Just stand up and start going." Yeah. 
go go with the flow, right? whatever whatever comes and up just do out. it yeah and dude it was it was amazing man and then after that it was i meet with three people meet with somebody who uh can tell you what you want to learn somebody you think you can help and then somebody you just want to shoot the shit with right yeah dude. and network wow and that was that was oh, yeah. day one hour oh. one you yeah. know what I mean? I was like, dude, this is gonna be <laughs> Yeah, dude, that's you know? amazing for sure. It was it was so good, man. Were you the, I, I really enjoyed were, it. Were you the only one that had like a pretty uh profound like military background or does like uh No, no, there was there was um one other active duty body uh who was a Navy SEAL. Oh uh, wow, man. yeah. Yeah, good dude. So we kind of networked. There was one other DOD person, and then a couple other people had military backgrounds. How do you? So how do you even like? So like, how did you even hear about this? Like you were just like online one day, and dude. Like, okay. So I'm I'm lucky enough to be in a unit where training is not a issue. I just find stuff I want to go to, and I say, wow. hey, I want to go here. Oh, and they either okay, prove yeah. it or they don't. So wow, yeah. yeah and soft but- skills is a, is a big push. Okay. Because like even yeah. even like like even if you're like not in like obviously like some of the people didn't even have a military background they still got into the same building as you, and it's just it's pretty it's pretty crazy like just to be in that same room with all those people, you know what I mean? It's Dude, it was insane. it was amazing, yeah. Like yeah, from sure. a military perspective, it was um, it was like wow we got a lot to. So it was really funny. It's, I was talking about that simulation that we like did it really well on. Yeah. And they said the people who did the worst on it were a bunch of uh, army generals. That went the force. <laughs> I and I was just it, like, man. yeah, that makes, that makes sense, bro. <laughs> like, because they just have a different perception of like, yeah, what an organization is, you know what I mean? And it was really cool because I was like, all right, I, I get what these uh, tenets or principles that they're trying to tell me are, yeah. and how I can apply them. Right. Mm. And it, it was, it's, it's my job most of the time is, is bottom up. Right. When a lot of people executives is, is top down. Okay. I was like, how do we meet in the middle? Right. Right. Like you're going to get everybody on board for change. And that's where we run into issues, right? It's the top wants to change, but the bottom's like, this is dumb. I'm never going to change because why would I? Right. And if you can't get those people on board, do you just fire them or do you convince them? Right. Like those are kind of your two options. Correct. Or yeah. do you change the environment so they have to adapt. Ooh, ooh, that's a little third option. What's the conclusion you came up with? Yeah, you got to change. You got to change the environment for sure. You got to change, change the, the environment, environment to adapt. And also, one of the big things that I like I came away with is change is not about uh, consensus. It's about critical mass. You don't want everybody on board. You just need enough people on board to get the ball rolling, where everybody feels like they're going to miss the train. And then the momentum takes everybody. It just it just takes everybody. Oh, yeah. That makes a lot. Because if you wait. If you wait for consensus, you'll never get it. For sure, yeah. 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 Right. Those were like the two big takeaways. Wow. Change the environment to adapt and just get critical mass. But think about that, if though. Yeah. But, but think, about, think about that even, even, even in a larger scale, right? Like what he just said, like changing. Well, in changing, a larger scale, it's more of a numbers game. But, that's a, but no, but that's how you get people to go with the no, flow. These, that's how these you are get, large scale changes. Yeah. Like think about like large scale changes. Because if you change like the critical mass of things and then like you large scale people, that's how you take over countries is like, like people go with that, with the momentum. That's crazy. That's yeah. that's very interesting. Like, yeah, that's, dude, it it was it was great, man. I believe it, like, man. Hands down, one of the best courses I've ever taken. Wow, and yeah. uh, it was one of the ones where I was like sitting there actually taking notes. You know, what oh I mean? yeah, like, I'm, like, oh man, it was really good. Yeah, on, sure. on a notepad. <laughs> And like, I have like oh. I have like a I have a OneNote on my computer too when my notepad was like unavailable. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Are, just like the thing works. It, it, it's wild, you yeah. know, like. Yeah. You know, and it was like another thing that was interesting was like, hey, when you're doing like stakeholder analysis, if somebody came up to you and you were like, dude, you have nothing to do with what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Just like whoever, right? Like from the military, military aspect, it was more like, what if a taxpayer came up to you and said, what are you doing and why are you doing it? And if you can't answer those questions, you're probably like fucked up. Okay. You know what I mean? Like right. your stakeholders might reach out beyond what you think they are. Yeah. And just, and if, if they can come to you with these kind of questions, 
you should be prepared to like 100 you, know, you gotta answer them answer them yeah, yeah and sure. if you can't maybe you're in the wrong spot uh, right 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 that's it, really how you know especially when you have the jobs with some of the big bucks like you'll be asking like a lot of investors will be asking you questions and it's you sure. really have to be prepared to answer them like um i i was I was thrown right in the wolves in the, my last, uh, I had an investor meeting back in December and, um, I, I didn't expect to say anything, but then, um, they found out I did a lot of like pushes, uh, to the, um, to, to the technology. And, um, uh, my boss was just like, Oh, and here's Jordan that say all this. And I was just like, Oh fuck. <laughs> but I, I was able to like articulate what I want with less like hiccups. And, um, I, I don't know. They really, they really liked my presentation that was like ad hoc, but like if, if you know what you're doing, it's a lot easier. But if you don't know what you're doing, then like, yeah, you're going to fuck up. Yeah, yeah, definitely dude. Yeah. But even t- still then, like uh, I would say like if you were point, if you were in that position where you really didn't know, you could just, you would make something up and say it with confidence. Cause like you do not, you do not want somebody to be like, oh, he has no, he's in that spot, he has no idea what he's doing, or he has no well, idea. You, well, yeah, you don't want to say a lot of uhs and ums and hiccups, you know. Yeah, we talked about this earlier, right? What, didn't we say that earlier, dude? It's been like three. You hours. said you said that earlier. Oh, I said that earlier, right? Because because yeah. like how I talk, yeah, it has I, been like three hours. <laughs> how how I talk, I'm like, dude, I, I say a lot of ums, I, and I try and I try my best to cut that out, but. I'm only human, you know? All right. Thank you all for listening. Have a great week. This has been Bag Society. This is Jordan signing off. This is S signing off. This is Chris signing off. Yes. Have a great week, folks. Money. 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 Hey. Thanks for listening to Bag Society. Check us out on BagSocietyPodcast.com for extras and follow us on your favorite podcast providers.